Here we go. Yeah. Hat. Yay. And we're back with more of the Pope on film. And my friend Tim is here. Tim Caldwell. Hi, Tim. Uh, I'd just like to take this step. Oh, wow. We've got the countdown already. Oh, Two no. minute warning already. We haven't oh, been God. to happen a while. <laughs> yeah, we haven't. We haven't done a, a historical segment in a while. So that's that's OK. Uh, By the way, Tim of Something Suave Theater. Post in the chat where you can be found, Tim. Not that yes. anybody else is watching. Oh, oh. All right. Go ahead. Yes. Yes. If you're like me, and I know I am, you're no doubt a big fan of this podcast, The Pope on Film. I mean, who isn't? It's it's not sweeping the nation. It's gently nudging the nation. Yes. But only the real fans, the hardcore fans, who have been with us since day one, back when we were a zine. Yes. In the 90s, when we first started, uh, only the real true fans would know uh, the two main facts about the both of us. Yes. The two main and totally really real and not made up on the spot facts about you, you and I, America's hottest podcasting couple, the, the newest will they or won't they, the next Sam and Diane, it's funny and may lit. Yes. Uh, first and foremost, funny. the first fact, which is about you, is that when you are not doing the podcast, and I don't think a lot of people know this, you are a celebrated skateboarder. Now tell us, Bunny, yes. what made you want to become a, a celebrated skateboarder at such a late part of your life? I'm tired of fucking walking. I I'm just, yes. you know... I, 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 I've had it with walking and then I found that I can do some really just totally rad tricks like the triple indie, which as the far as indie. I know, I, I, I am the only uh, senior skateboarder who does the triple indie, you know, it's you and uh, it's you and uh, uh, Anthony Hawk. Yes. Yes. Now that he's older, he doesn't go by Tony. He's Anthony Hawk. Yeah. Most most skateboarders my age have to use two skateboards so yes. that they can get the walker on them. You know? Yeah. So if that's difficult no, using a walker no triple indie. to uh looking at myself on this tiny screen here and uh on the screen. It's a shame that you can't show titties anymore on uh, Twitch, because you know I could have whipped them out, and then yeah. it, it, it would have been a fun time for everyone. But they had to go back on their ruling, so you're not going to see these babies, yeah, uh, unless you buy me a hamburger. I'm a pretty easy date. I am a pretty easy date. Just get me a hamburger and fries, and then I'll be yours. So that's the first fact. The second fact, which is about me, is that I'm a lover of history i love it but i'm also a storyteller 
So this is the part of the show where I get a story from the history books, maybe one that people don't know that well and reworded by a, my own unique storytelling style. And that's what this is, another educationally uneducational installment of historic approximations, or as we like to call it, HAP. HAP. And once again, for those of you playing along at home, uh, in a Pope on Film Fantasy League, it's spelled capital H, capital A, but small p. Okay, yeah. you got to put the small p in. The, the small p, the p is vital to the basic ebb and flow of the entire podcast. America runs on Duncan. The GOP runs on corruption. I run on coffee. My wife runs on weed. And this podcast runs on tea. Also, for years, this segment uh, was named Steve's Historic Approximations, or SHAP, as we like to call it, repeatedly, annoyingly, whether anyone wanted us to or not. However, a dead name is dead for a reason, and so we are moving on. Now, our last half was, uh, I lost my spot. Okay, there you go. It was a couple of episodes ago, specifically, it, it was episode, this was, a, this is episode 469, which means that we have done 468 episodes before this one. Yeah. Don't question it. What are you going to do? Go back and look. You don't have time for that. So just yeah. take our words for it. This is our 469th episode. And our last half was episode 463. So a few episodes ago, we discussed Andrew Jackson and his gross ass giant un refrigerated wheel of cheese yes yeah yeah yes. Ooh, eleanor that's gross a giant unrefrigerated wheel of cheese and this was back in the early days of the white house when it was still a swamp can you imagine just a big ass wheel of cheese just sitting around and then he has a party and he just has everyone go and just take chunks of the cheese and with their hands and eat it can you imagine this cheese has just been sitting out in a swamp land? Yeah. And then people are just grabbing it with their dirty ass fucking, I don't know, 1800s hands. It is gross to think about. And you know that people back then didn't wipe properly. It is gross to think about. Yes. About Andrew Jackson and his giant unrefrigerated wheel of cheese. And I specifically mentioned the pre-Hamilton rock musical Bloody Bloody Andrew Jackson. Yes. Which came out before Hamilton. And people are like, what? They got Andrew Jackson and turned it into a musical? How silly. No musical about a, uh, a historical person our founding father will ever be a smash commercial success. And I, I mentioned about how perhaps the musical Bloody Bloody Andrew Jackson could have been more successful and could have been spiced up with a bit of cheese-related songs. Yes. Like, what if someone played the cheese? No. You know? You add a cheese character to it. That Maybe the cheese is the narrator because he sees everything because he's just sitting in the White House yes. being grown. Sweaty cheese. And at the so end like... of the Jackson administration, the yeah. cheese so stood alone. I'd like to I 
I like to think that this hack that we're doing right now is sort of a spiritual sequel or perhaps a distant cousin to our Andy Jackson's cheese hack from a few episodes ago. So we are going to be talking. What is our what is happening on half this week? It is about a Jack the Ripper type attacker who prowled the streets of London way back in the day. But before we get to that, which is the main plot, the A story of this week's half, I'd like to focus a little bit on the B story. I want to talk about a musical. This spiritually ties this half in with the Andrew Jackson cheese one, because I did mention a lot about the musical Bloody Bloody Andrew Jackson in that last one. So, uh, Bunny, I'm sure that thanks to Tim Burton being obsessed with me and focusing solely on making movies about things that I like, Ed Wood, Mars Attacks comic strips, uh, how fucking depressing Dumbo is, that I'm assuming you have, but I still need to ask, have you seen and what are your thoughts on the musical Sweeney Todd, the Demon Barber of Fleet Street? I really have a problem with the audio on it. Okay, because I'm old. Okay. They start fucking whispering to each other. I can't hear a goddamn thing. So... It's not a favorite movie of mine, mostly because of that reason. Uh, other than that, okay. from there, trying to remember, the, he took too much of the fun out of the story. Yes. yes. I feel. It, honestly, Sasha if Baron you're going... Cohen, though, I, I liked if very If you're much. going... If you're going to watch Sweeney Todd, the Demon Barber of Fleet Street, I suggest tracking down the recording of the original Broadway version starring Angela Lansbury. Yeah. Yeah. I'd rather watch that, have a much, copy of that much larger and cheaper version of Sweeney Todd than watching the Johnny Depp version. Yeah. I mean... He's making a musical and then going home to his bed that has shit. Mm-hmm. Just going to put that out there. I will now be thinking about this for every uh, Johnny Depp movie. Yeah. Hey, it, I'm, it, sorry. In, in, I'm sorry. You've been in some weird-ass relationships, and so have I. Okay? Yes. In a relationship when you're fighting... Is it really that far out of line to shit in somebody's bed? Come on. Come on. That's a good point. I think she's That's catching, a good point. I, I really think she's catching way, way too much flack for that trial. Amber Heard. Yeah. I, don't, I don't think she deserves yeah. it. As this far as is... I see it, Johnny Depp lost in England. She lost here. It's a fucking tie. They're both nuts. Yeah. Uh, when it comes to the Johnny Depp Amber Heard trial, it's the original King Kong versus Godzilla. Yeah. Some people are fans of King Kong. Most people are fans of Godzilla. Yeah. And uh, you get different. 
this has always been my belief. People assume that because I have the Church of Ed Wood, that I am a huge Johnny Depp supporter. And I really hated when the trial was going on. So many people would contact me and go, hey, Reverend May Lynn, how are you doing? Hey, man, this Johnny Depp trial is so crazy. Isn't that Amber Heard a fucking bitch who should burn in hell? And it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. He had a drug addiction problem and was abusive and crazy. She also had some problems and was abusive and crazy. They were both equally abusive and crazy, but you like one above the other because you didn't like her and Aquaman, but you loved him when he had fucking scissors from her hands. Yeah. And that's what this whole thing is about. So it's yeah. just ridiculous. And uh, you want to know something weird? This has nothing to do with our hat, but I need to mention this. So uh, Leonardo DiCaprio, back when he was younger, he dated supermodel Kate Moss. Now, okay. the like 50-year-old fucking Leonardo DiCaprio, maybe he's 49, maybe he's 53, I don't know. He's dating Kate Moss's younger 25-year-old sister. That's fucked up. That's, yeah, this is kind of gross. That's really fucked up. That's fucking weird. Yeah. Okay. It, it, I know it would be weird. Well, you know, give it another ten years, it'll be her daughter. Ew. By Ew. that time, her daughter will be old enough. Okay, here's something that happened to me this week. Uh, <laughs> so Woody <laughs> Allen was hundred years interviewed. from now. You go back through your family album and you're like, there's great-great-grandmother and there's Leonardo DiCaprio. There's <laughs> great-grandmother. There's Leonardo DiCaprio. There's grandmother. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, this week, Woody Allen was interviewed by like some French... TV show, I don't know. But he was interviewed and he said, oh, right now, New York is being ruined by a massive plague of bicyclists. Oh, my God. There are bicyclists everywhere. You look in New York City. It's one of the worst things to happen in to New York City. And so people were dunking on him. And so I got on Twitter and I made this piece of paper and it, it said, uh, the worst things to happen to New York City by me, Woody Allen. Number one, bicycles. Too yeah. many of them. Number two, they closed down all of my favorite porn theaters in Times Square. Yeah. Number three, prudish New Yorkers who don't like it when people marry their daughters I, I, I must say I am sorry I, I am a little sad about the porn theaters in Times Square but go ahead, go yeah. ahead. and number four 9-11 I guess yeah and uh, what I learned I started getting attacked online apparently there are a lot of Woody Allen apologists out there really yeah I was surprised. There are a lot of people. I would be surprised if they were all just alt accounts for fucking the 
actual Woody Allen, but they all said the same thing. Woody Allen never married his daughter. Uh, uh, Soon Yi was the adopted child of Mia Farrow and another man. He was never the the actual father of him. And also, you know, love is love is love. And yeah, there are fucking Woody Allen apologists out there. Yeah. And that's fucked up. That's fucked up. Mm-hmm. I'm getting attacked by people who are obsessed with, I don't know, fucking Annie Hall. Yeah. And you're okay. so splitting hairs on technicalities I... like that. Like, Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's still freaking okay, creepy. Regardless not. of who's on the adoption certificate, it's still creepy as fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so here's the story. Sweeney Todd, as a character, first appeared in a Victorian Penny Dreadful, a.k.a. old-timey British pulp novels. Uh, In 1846, the story was called The String of Pearls. Uh, So then they turned that into a play, and then another play, and then bada-bing and yada yada, uh, Sweeney Todd becomes a popular fictional character. In 1979, Stephen Sondheim turned it into a musical about a barber hell-bent on revenge strolling Fleet Street. That name again, Fleet Street, where uh, Sweeney Todd was looking for revenge, and while he's out to get revenge on one person, he starts killing a bunch of other people. Where is he killing them, Bunny? Fleet Street. Fleet Street! Let's all remember that, okay? Fleet Street! Yes. Okay. So... I, I I know all of the music from Sweeney Todd that was in the commercial that played all the time. Yeah. They were, and then they did some ads where they didn't let people know that it was a musical. And yeah. I love it when Hollywood does that. Mean Girls, the musical, and The Color Purple, the musical, are about to come out as movies. And when you see the previews, they're hardly showing any fucking musical numbers because they know that if people see it's a musical, they won't fucking go. <laughs> and I love that. People yeah. don't know, didn't know that the Sweeney Todd movie, a lot of people didn't know that it was a musical. I thought that's fucking hilarious. So put a pin on Sweeney Todd, the Pope on film, keeping the pin industry alive since 2014. Jack the Ripper. Immortalized in his own musical, I am, of course, talking about the legendary musical Saucy Jack, a rock opera written by one of the greatest guitarists in the world, Nigel Tufnell. Yeah. He killed Jack the Ripper, killed people in London in 1888, and this half is not about him. Okay. Because I have a story that's so much better. Because about 200-ish years before Jack the Ripper killed women, there was another. Uh Uh-oh. Another attacker who would wander the streets of London looking for lonely, unaccompanied women to terrorize. And in some vague way, this story that I'm going to be telling is a sort of precursor to Jack the Ripper. A sort of Saucy Jack prequel, if you will. This is the story. Yeah, in a way. This is the story of 
Whipping Tom. Okay. And I am going to try and not mention my ex, who's not an ex, whose name was Tom, throughout this entire half. And you're going to be proud of me, Bunny, because I won't be mentioning Tom at all. Even though this is called Whipping Tom, I'm not talking about Tom, my ex, who's not my ex. Tom. That This is a, about something else. I don't mention my Tom every time. Yes. I say the word Tom. I can talk yeah. about Tom and Jerry without talking about how fact, uh, I don't my even Tom know who you're broke my heart about. in. Like, yeah, you don't even know who I'm I talking about because I never mention it. No. Especially in halves. Especially in halves. So let's just move on. The earliest known recorded attack by Whipping Tom occurred in London in 1681. And you remember Jack the Ripper, he attacked people in 1888. So this is way before yeah. Jack the Ripper. There was another attacker, Whipping Tom, also known as Harvey for some unknown reason. It sounds like a it sounds like a Furby you bought on Wish.com. Yeah. It sounds like a Timu Furby. <laughs> that you bought for 97 cents because they can just they can just sell you things for ridiculously cheap and it's fine because you know it's gonna break because it's steam yeah. a Furby a Furby yeah. that's seen a few thrift shops. Yeah, yeah, a Kirkland Furby. <laughs> that's a Harby. I have no idea why uh Whipping Tom also went by the name Harby. Uh but anyway, we're going to move on from that. I, I'm going to be calling him Whipping Tom and not Harvey because Harvey is fucking stupid. And Whipping Tom <laughs> just sounds so much cooler. So Whipping Tom would roam the streets of London looking for unaccompanied women. And he would grab them. And what would Whipping Tom do, Bunny? He would whip them. He'd spank the shit out of those women. Okay. And run the fuck away. He was a serial spanker. A British serial spanker attacking London in 1681. How do we not talk about this 24-7? <laughs> Fuck Jack the Ripper. I want to talk about whipping Tom. You know? Yeah. I never I never got to whip Tom, but there was a time in, in a hotel room. I'm not going to get into it. Uh... Whipping Tom would find lonely women walking alone, pull up their dresses, and spank the shit out of them. Sometimes he would use his hand. Sometimes he would use a rod or a whip of some time, of some kind. And Whipping Tom got the name because he attacked so many women. That was just the name they gave the attacker, Whipping Tom. His name wasn't Tom, but that was just the name that they gave him. I guess like a peeping Tom. Yeah. This is a whipping call. I guess uh I guess uh Donald Trump would be a raping Tom. Raping Tom? Yeah. Raping Tom. Yeah. Uh oh, here's the best part. Here's my favorite part. Sometimes whipping Tom, he would find a woman, lift up their skirt, smack their ass, and then yell. Panko! <laughs> <laughs> and let me tell you something. You should not, I'm not saying this from experience, but 
if you're thinking that it would be funny to start spanking, randomly spanking your significant other, like say if you're in the um, bedroom together or passing each other in the hallway, or say you're in the kitchen and you just see your partner's butt and you spank it and you yell spanko, uh, yeah. maybe you shouldn't do that because they will get really fucking pissed at you. <laughs> they will start hating spanko. But so like, just... but like, did he have? Because because in this period of time, did he have like some kind of a a costume? Like, did he wear a mask? He looked what exactly like the killer from this week's movie. It's a wonderful <laughs> knife. Yeah, which was uh, the plan for the original Scream Ghostface outfit, but they oh, went really? with a black costume instead. Yeah, I didn't add that to the film notes, so I wrote it uh, over there in the corner yes. in the chat for those of you who are watching this on Twitch. But um, then, after he spanked the woman and yelled, Spanko! He, 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 Whipping Tom would simply disappear. He would leave the scene of the crime so quickly, so fast, without a single trace that some Londoners started believing that Whipping Tom was of supernatural origin. How the fuck are we not talking about this 24-7? How? Why has there been no Whipping Tom movies? Whipping Tom was of supernatural origins. He was a supernatural British serial spanker. This okay. this movie writes itself. Is that in Tobin's Spirit Guide? <laughs> this this is uh it, like a Johnny Depp's gonna make Spirit a guide. What we can get Johnny Depp to make a movie about it. It instead of from hell, it can be from spank. Yes, and it will be from, about Johnny from, Depp from heck. <laughs> from heck, yeah. And Johnny Depp's trying to track down Whipping Tom. Oh, here's the best part. I haven't said the best part. I thought the best part was Spanko, but here's the best part. Uh, Whipping Tom spanks so many women that get this. The men of London started dressing as women and patrolling the streets of London where Whipping Tom attacks occurred in hopes of drawing him out okay. so they could catch him. Fuck, man! Fuck. <laughs> you do that now and they'll fucking arrest you because, yeah. oh, trans, drag queens. But back in the day, how are we going to catch this whipping Tom? A ghostly phantom demon serial lady spanker terrorizing the streets of London. I know. Get me a dress! Fucking love this story. Women started carrying weapons with them as they walked. And men would dress as women wearing women's clothes and walking around the areas that Whipping Tom would operate in in the hopes of catching Whipping Tom. This is an insane bye, Tim. story. Thank you. Yes. Bye, Tim. Our uh, revoir. Arrgh. That's how uh, pirates would say goodbye to, this, to each <laughs> other. Arrgh. That's how British pirates. Yeah. would say goodbye. 
This is an insane story. In fact, since the story of Whipping Tom happened 200-ish years before the Jack the Ripper attacks occurred, I just thought you can't rule out the possibility that Jack the Ripper was actually like a copycat. Yeah. So the way I see it now is like some dude in 1888 in London is like, oh man, I've been obsessed with this whipping Tom story. I'm going to do it too. Yeah, I'm going to walk around London. Damn. Uh, oh, there's an, there's an unsuspecting woman walking unaccompanied. I'm going to sneak up behind her and spank her. Spank! Ah, oh, shit. I, that was my knife hand. Fuck! I ended up stabbing her. I meant to just spank her. Well, I'm not a quitter. Stab, 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 stab. The London police, the constables, the bobbies, whatever, they were unable to capture Whipping Tom. And so the people of London started complaining and protesting. How can we trust the police to save our lives when they're unable to stop Whipping Tom? Eventually, two men were arrested and tried for the Whipping Tom attacks. And here's the worst part of the story. That's the end of the story. There are no records that have survived that explain what happened to Whipping Tom. Okay. We don't know if the two people who fought did it. We don't know if they were punished. We don't know if, I don't know, they were given the stocks or blogging. I don't, I, we have no fucking idea what happened. And that's messed up. Yes. Fuck D.B. Cooper. I want to know what happened at the Whipping Tom trials. But uh, there are no records of the Whipping Tom trials. And so that was it. Or was it? Okay. No, that was the end of the story. What was it, though? Yeah, that was the end of the story. Psych! Because 31 years later, Whipping Tom would strike again! In 1712, another Whipping Tom, a copycat spanker, came along. Okay. And on this other Whipping Tom, Whipping Tom 2, 2 Whipping 2 Tom. Yeah. Uh, he, he would once again attack women, this time in a small village outside of London. I'm thinking Whipping Tom 2, The Return of El Spanko. Yes. It was a copycat spanker. The second Whipping Tom attacked around 70 women, which is freaking impressive. Seven zero women. Wow. Uh, before a man named Thomas Wallace was arrested and confessed to the attacks. Now, here's uh, the thing. Uh, um, uh, a local man named Thomas Wallace was arrested oh, oh. and confessed I, I heard to the attacks. Wallace. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> nice, though. Thomas Wallace. They, they, they used to call him Wallace Wallace. Yeah. And that's what led him to become a copycat spanker. Here's 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 the thing. Here's the tiny thread that connects this whole convoluted half together and ties it to our last half. Okay? Are you ready? The first whipping Tom. Yes. He would hit the El Spanko on the women 
Where? In and around Fleet Street. Ah. Here's the pitch. It's a musical parody of Sweeney Todd. I'm calling it Whipping Todd, the Demon Spanker of Fleet Street. Okay. It's a musical parody. A a Sweeney Todd parody, Whipping Tom. We get the deep ass. I can the tale of Whipping Tom. He spanked asses and his dick was long. You know, I I'm still working on the lyrics, but this is this is going to be a huge hit, and I'm I'm already accepting uh, money for people who want to back the show. I'm thinking, I the type of musical I'm thinking about for Whipping Tom, I want it to be a massive musical. I want to get, a, a, I'm thinking Spider-Man Turn Off the Dark. I want my Whipping yeah. Tom to fly because people did think that he had supernatural origins, so we're going to have to do a lot of rogue work. A lot of people are going to get hurt, Spider-Man style. Yes. But that's the price I'm willing to pay. Hurting other people is the price I'm willing to pay for good theater. Yeah. I'm willing to have other people suffer for my own. So yeah, I'm accepting donations. Uh, linked, I'm on Linktree, Maylin McAwesome. You can find my Venmo there. Venmo me the money. This is going to be huge. It's going to make you so much money. This is going to be the next, uh, well, the next Sweeney Talk. Yes. And the next Carrie the Musical, and the next Spider-Man Turn Off the Dark. Yes. I'm pretty sure I can get Bono to write all the music. If he well, did the fucking we, we Spider- just have to get in touch with George Santos, and he'll get it all set up for us. That's a good point. George Santos knows everybody. Yes. Yeah, okay. Good, good plan. So that is it for half this week. Whipping Tom, the demon spanker of Fleet Street. See, this is why this half is a spiritual, uh, distant cousin to bloody, bloody Andrew Jackson and his gross-ass cheese. Because bloody, bloody Andrew Jackson would be better if there was a cheese character. And Sweeney Todd would be better if we could get Whipping Tom in there. So that's why I'm working on the musical. It's going to be huge. You You know who I think would make a great Whipping Tom? Whoever that fucking guy is that everyone hates now from um, Ben Platt. We're going to get Ben Platt to play Whipping Tom. Who's that? Who's that? Uh, he he was in um, that musical about the fucking teenager who tried to kill himself by jumping off a tree. Who the fuck does that? Okay. Hold on. Hold on. I forgot his fucking... I forgot the play's fucking name. Dear Evan Hansen! Okay. Okay. Dear Evan Hansen. Evan Hansen tries to kill himself by jumping off a tree. Jesus Christ. It's like you're not even trying to kill yourself. (laughs) Man, start slitting your wrists like the rest of us. So I'm I'm just going to rerun the breaking trailer. I'm fine with that. All right. I don't have the most for this movie, but um, I have a little bit for this movie. Uh, 
I I do want to workshop some possible follow-ups. Okay. With you, buddy. Some possible follow-ups to to uh our movie this week. It's a wonderful knife. But before we get to that, that is it for our half this week. I hope you have learned something. And we will see you next time for more educationally uneducational fun with historic I almost called it Steve's historic approximations. Historic approximations, or as we like to call it, and cut on that. Funny. It is time to move on to our third. uh, (laughs) Huh? All right, I'm cut on that. Okay, yes, you are cut on that. Uh, but we're still on, right? Yeah. Okay. Just making sure. Because there's a lag. There's a lag on my side. Okay. So, we're going to take a break. It might be the same break as before. That's fine. You don't mind. Uh, if you're watching this show, there's a good chance you're high anyway, so. Yes. Uh, so you won't mind. And when we come back, we're going to talk about this week's movie, The New... This came out last month. The new film, It's a Wonderful Night, which I like the general concept of. Yeah. But hold it, it, we'll hold get it. There. we're we'll almost get there. there. We're almost there. Yeah. But I think before we get there, we should take a break. Should we take a break? We should take a break. Uh, you know what, Bunny? Williamsburg, I concur. We will be right back with more of the Pope on film. There's <laughs> there's a bit for the fans. Look at that. Look at that. <laughs> Why aren't more people watching this? Look at those. Look at those. I grew those. We will be right back with more of the Pope on film after <laughs> these commercial messages. Do 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 and break. <laughs> 